0: Yo 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 fantasy pack podcast. April twelfth, two thousand twenty two. Yo 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 fantasy pack podcast. I'm Nolan. What up, Jake?
1: What up? How's it going, man? Good, got a lot of a lot of draft to unpack and uh I I don't know. I'm just going over some uh going over the landing spots, looking at the rankings and uh trying to analyze what all happened, huh? What's up with you?
0: kind of feels like we're starting to turn the corner um the the season is not close yet but it feels a lot closer than it was a week ago definitely definitely I'm excited um we're gonna get straight into the news and notes today as usual and unlike last week we have a good amount to unpack, other than the draft a lot of trades and big news that came out today D. Hop has been suspended six games. Jake, I'm gonna let you take the floor on this one because I know you got a lot to say. So, uh,
1: <clears throat> yeah, when I saw this news, the first thing I thought was, you know, when the Cardinals saw this, or when they uh, actually traded for Hollywood Brown, I wonder if they knew something about this. I mean, in D. Hop's tweet apologizing to his fans and the Cardinals, he said that he was surprised by it, but he'll see you week seven. Um, it doesn't sound like he's gonna appeal. If if he knew about if he really thought he wasn't going to test positive. He'd probably appeal. Um, but considering he's not going to appeal, I I think he he knows what he did. But uh, it kind of makes the Hollywood Brown trade to the Cardinals a little more interesting. We'll touch more on that a little later. Um, second thing I thought is he's going to be an insane value in redraft because, you know, he's going to miss the first six games, but he's going to come back healthy. You know he's going to be healthy. Um And he's going to be a a guy that I'm going to – he's probably going to be a my guy this year. He's average – is per game average-wise down the stretch of the fantasy playoffs is going to outperform his ADP, and that's probably why he's going to be a my guy at his new ADP value. Um, We'll see how low he drops in the coming weeks, but uh, it's definitely a situation to monitor.
0: Yeah, I don't normally agree with you on these ones, but there's a lot of like – green check marks when you're looking through why you might want to take D-Hop at his value. Number one being, you know he's not going to be injured. And number two being, unlike Michael Thomas last year, there's no question marks with chemistry with the team. Mm -hmm. There's been a lot of suspension issues where you don't know how the team is going to react and you don't know how they are going to accept the player back. Therefore, you don't know what their fantasy value is going to be. But it doesn't really seem like there's any friction between Kyler and D-Hop. There's not any friction between Cliff Kingsbury and D-Hop. This is just a mistake. D-Hop owned up to it. And for that reason, I kind of agree with you. If he falls into, like, the sixth, seventh round, I'm probably going to be fighting with you to, to
1: grab D-Hop in all of
0: our home leagues.
1: You're going to have I, to be uh, fighting in the earlier rounds to get him because he's not going to be there in the seventh, I'll guarantee so you. So where do you think – where would you <clears throat> be comfortable taking D-Hop? Probably the fifth, honestly. This the guy, fifth? I mean, when healthy. He's a – like a surefire wide receiver one, you know, Fair. They were sh- I mean, they were showing like the graphics since this guy's been in the league, he's had the most catches and the most touchdowns. Like since 2013, name any stat, he's been the most dominant receiver. Has he been that dominant recently? No, but the talent's there and he's been hurt and the new team and everything. Like you were hoping this was the year that if he played every game that this was kind of going to be his breakout year. Um, where everything kind of – you know, if he stayed healthy and he had the chemistry finally, but uh, that might have to wait another whole year where he kind of has that true, you know, top ten finish like he has in the past. But I, I would have to see – I'm going to have to see how far he drops ADP-wise. Yeah. I would say fifth or sixth round pro- – sixth sounds a lot better than fifth. Definitely. But if I could, you know, move up in my draft, trade – a seventh and a later round and move up into the uh, late fifth, early sixth to get him. I would, that's probably what I'd be thinking, um, you know, the day of his suspension, it's going to change, but yeah.
0: I, I honestly think that this might be a really good thing for D hop come playoff time because this year, what were his issues? His issues were injuries last year. He had some injury issues, not as significant, but you know, they were there. Like, if he's not playing the first six games, how much more fresh is he gonna be when we need him weeks fourteen through seventeen? I don't know, I was just kinda thinking about it, and it's like D Hop's getting older, but when he plays he's insane. Like, this might be yeah this might actually be like best case scenario for fantasy. Obviously not for the Cardinals, but for fantasy it like interests me a little bit more about him because you know
1: he's not gonna be getting beat up the first
0: six weeks. Yeah, you
1: really just hope that um they play the Rams twice before. Um, <laughs> they, you hope he doesn't draw two of his games back against the Rams because obviously he'll see a lot of Jalen Ramsey those games. But uh, yeah, I mean it's DeAndre Hopkins. You know, I don't know how he's fared against Ramsey recently, but you're not gonna fade him around because of that. It's just something to look at.
0: True and funny to look at. True, true. All right, well, on to the next bit of news. I'd say. This was probably the biggest bombshell of the night. Yeah, uh, AJ, AJ Brown to the Eagles. I, when I saw this one, I was pretty flabbergasted. But I think that this was a great move for the Titans because they got AJ Brown light in Traylon
1: Burks. What do you think? Um, actually, I yeah I. Trailing Burks, I don't think, is really anywhere near like what A.J. Brown is doing these last two years. I agree. Um, he's got the same build, though.
0: You yeah, know.
1: he does. But he's not going to beat double coverage. And you don't have Julio. You do have Robert Woods, but you don't have Julio. Um, I think
0: Robert Woods is better than Julio in this stage, in my opinion. I agree.
1: But in terms of when you're making up a game plan, um, I w- if I was a defensive coordinator, Julio would keep me up at night a little more than Robert Woods would. No, you know he's going to get his, but he's not going to take the cover up the top or break a bunch of tackles. Like, his doesn't have the pot- highs of ceiling as Julio. Right. But uh, <clears throat> uh, this trade is just interesting because, I mean, really the Eagles aren't a great spot for a wide receiver to be. Um, Then again, like, nor the Titans, but like... There's a lot to unpack. There really is. And I think it's going to come down to kind of... You're going to have to wait until camp gets closer. I mean, you saw A.J. Brown and Jalen Hurts on FaceTime. I'm sure they're going to have a good connection. They're two young guys that like to light up the football field. But the Eagles ran the ball a lot last year, and so did the Titans. But, like, they got they fed A.J. Brown his. I mean, like, Devantis, like, when's the last time the Eagles have a reliable wide receiver one?
0: Uh, I would say two, three years ago with Alshon Jeffrey.
1: And even that's, like, Tough, because it wasn't a Jalen Hurts like. It, that was Carson Wentz. The the question is like, can Jalen Hurts support a fantasy wide receiver one? I, I, I think
0: know. I think that this is a lateral to a little bit worse move for AJ Brown stock, but I honestly think that this is better for Devontae Smith. Devonte Smith is no longer gonna have to face the wide receiver one, and he's already had an entire year of gaining chemistry with Jalen. I just, I don't know. I think that this, even though everybody's going to be buying the A.J. Brown hype, everybody's going to be like, oh my gosh, this is a great no lo- I don't know. I I see this as Devontae Smith plus, even though it, a lot I of people agree. are probably
1: going to be fading him. Because you go to Alabama, he wasn't getting um, the main attention, well, he was getting the main attention, but there's a lot more other people in game plans to worry about at Alabama compared to when you go to the Eagles, it's oh, okay, defense, stop the run and guard Devontae Smith. Like, definitely, you don't got to worry about Rager, really, but now you, it's, oh, stop the run, stop A.J. Brown, and then, oh, Devontae's going to have single coverage. And, I mean, if you watch them at all at Alabama, you saw when he does a single coverage, Jude's going to be very open. But uh, is, he, is he a possible sleeper now?
0: Because he's not going to um, be taken in the first six rounds.
1: If he's there in the seventh, yeah. That's I mean, value, I'd say. I
0: could see him. I could see him turning into ADP just because of how the Eagles are looked at. I mean, you talked about it. That run heavy. Jalen Hurts has had problems throwing the ball. He's a run heavy quarterback. I could see Devontae Smith slipping to the to the eighth. And if Devonte Smith's there in the eighth, you're probably gonna get one of the best values in the draft. That's just like how I'm looking at it right now. I think he
1: could return flex value, definitely. for sure. For sure, he it's could just... even
0: turn into a wide receiver too. Depending on how Jalen Smith, J- why am I saying Jalen Smith? Not depending sure. on how, <laughs> depending <clears throat> on how Jalen Hurts improves as a passer, I don't know. the This guy could be the limit for this guy. I gotta, I gotta slow down on my Jalen. Wow, on my Jalen Hurts love and just look at it, but I don't know. I think AJ Brown could be. I mean, he's AJ Brown and Devontae Smith. That's that's a plus. What do you think? So. So on the Titans side of the ball, what where do you see Traylon Burks this year? Because we just mostly talked about Robert Woods.
1: Yeah. So I I'm not gonna lie, I this year I'm not a huge he he's a wide he was drafted below like the tier one wide receivers in the NFL draft because he's a little raw.
0: Yeah, he is. Um
1: and AJ Brown coming out of college, he actually went later than Traylon Burks um, the the wide receiver position is definitely valued differently now and that's why you see so many going higher um, that's pretty correlated to what you pay wide receivers now yep. but with that being said AJ Brown was a lot more polished coming out of Ole Miss than um, Traylon Burks is right now he also played for an SEC school so he, I guess Traylon Burks did as well um, but I don't know, you, like, you, there's a lot more film on him where you're like yep this guy is like, I was a lot more confident with A.J. Brown coming out where, you know, I'm like, yep, this guy's going to be a stud. With Traylon Burks, I think he's going to be, like, good. But I don't know if he, like – A.J. Brown's the ceiling. And I don't know if he's going to, like, reach his maximum potential on the Titans. Like, what do you think
0: on Traylon Burks? I think that A.J. Brown is the ceiling. I think that Calvin Benjamin is the floor. What's um, Pretty low floor. <laughs> well, if you think about he's it. Good as rookie year, but exactly. after that. Traylon Burks is an athletic specimen. Kelvin Benjamin checked off all. I mean, he, he checked off everything. Like, it was like really a really good spot. Traylon Burks, for me, going through the process of looking at all these guys, I've also thought that he's a little raw. I mean, that you and me aren't the only people who think that. But no. It's just, I think that he could have some really good games this year. is going to need to throw the ball to people other than Robert Woods. Am I going to be taking him very early? I'm probably not going to be taking him anytime time before the, the 11th round. The thing that you guys no, need to yeah. do in redraft this year, not dynasty, but redraft, is make sure that you're not reaching for these rookie wide receivers. We saw Justin Jefferson boom two years ago. We saw Jamar Chase boom this last year. Don't get caught in the habit of taking somebody that you don't necessarily believe in, but they're a rookie and they could boom just because we've never seen them. Take that veteran like an Adam Thielen that we've seen just absolutely crush, even though he's a little bit older. When I'm looking at people like Traylon Burks, that's the type of advice that I want to give people because we don't know what we have. We really don't.
1: So well, and I know you're throwing around names, Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase. Those guys were regarded as pretty much like very close to the top receivers in their class. Yeah. I mean, Traylon Burks, I think, was like the fifth or sixth wide receiver off the board. I mean, Jahan Dodson went before him. Like <laughs> he's he's not a for sure thing at all. I know all oh, the potential the potential is there. The potential is what you want to take him in a dynasty. In terms of redraft, uh, it's a lot of hype. I Probably won't have him on many um, redraft rosters.
0: Yeah, I don't know if I will either. All right. Well, I'd say that we've exhausted this for now. Let's yes. uh let's move on to our next little bit of <clears news throat> here. And I felt bad for Lamar. Hollywood to the Cardinals, bro.
1: What 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 did you think? Um I was hoping they would almost go like a receiver with the pick, but they did not. Um they lost Sammy Watkins. They lose Hollywood. Like, are they going to sign Antonio Brown? Because they're, they're kind of taking away a lot of Lamar's weapons. And Lamar gets a lot of hate for not being a good passer. But, like, when you, you take away his weapons like they weapons. are right now. Yeah, like, that does not help. Like, you're really no. trying to put the load on this guy's back. And, you know, it's like, I get it's contract year, and you want to kind to of, like, prove something. But, like, it's like the same situation, like, that Aaron Rodgers. Like, you know, it's hard to – win games and prove that you're a top player of your position when a lot of the guys around you aren't going to be helping you out as much as you know, they should be. But, uh, it's definitely interesting for the Cardinals. I think it's a good fit. They lost Christian Kirk who is kind of their burner, I guess. And I think Hollywood's he's a younger, cheaper version of that. A lot cheaper actually. Christian Kirk is quite expensive these days. Um, (laughs) Will there be um, Kyler Murray to Hollywood Brown absolute bombs down the field? Yeah. There's probably going to be three, four, five, 60 yard touchdowns that they connect on. So I like the fit. I really do.
0: Yeah. I felt bad for, I felt bad for Lamar, but fantasy wise, that's not what I'm looking at here. Hollywood and Kyler college teammates reunited.
1: Now yep. I was just going to bring that up too. It's, I was, this I was is hoping exciting. someone would reunite, and instead of Justin Fields and Garrett Wilson like I predicted last week, we get Hollywood and Kyler. So. Last, <clears throat> yeah, last
0: last year during the season, I traded away Hollywood and a first-rounder, and that first-rounder turned into the seventh pick for Javante Williams. Who do you think wins the trade at the moment?
1: Um, I mean, it's tough to – I would still say Javante because you did it like last year Javante went before seven, yeah. So and there's the lights not out on him, but one no, more no definitely
0: not. Um, I still am very college connection for you. Me.
1: One more college connection for you. Who's their coach? Yeah. Oh, Cliff Kingsbury. Cliff. Oh, interesting. Look at these guys. For as He's much as a familiar scheme, like this is this could be dangerous. As... Yeah. For as much as.
0: Um, Cardinals fans seem to not like Cliff Kingsbury. He does a really good job at putting players in the right positions, in my opinion.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I still think he's got to adjust a little more to the NFL, but I mean, he's a offensive genius. And I think um, year is year one to year two improvements. He's going to come out of year three with a whole new bag of tricks and, I hope him and Kyler are on the same page. I hope Kyler is with the Cardinals, and well, he's gonna be with the Cardinals, but you know what I mean. Like, you know, mentally, he wants to be there. Yeah, yeah, um, definitely. I, I really like the, the offensive potential they have, especially when D Hop's gonna be back.
0: Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, those are our three big pieces of news today. D Hop suspended six games. AJ Brown to the Eagles. Hollywood Brown to the Cardinals. We got two little. Snippets of news, I'd say Tyran Matthew to the Saints. I thought this was interesting. I just kind of wanted to put this in here, and as soon as I said I wanted to put it
1: in here, you said that there was a lot yeah, I back
0: it. here, so I, I'll let yeah. I'll give you the floor on Tyran.
1: Well, the Saints, um so their defensive coordinator became their head coach, and their defensive coordinator was good. He leaves a good unit. The Saints have been top ten fantasy defense for the last three years, um, and they've done it with not a like they've been great t- like pretty good talent wise but they haven't been like you know on the terms of the Steelers defense their Patriots defense from a couple of years ago but Ty- Tyron Matthew kind of like almost puts them there because they got an elite secondary um, they got Cam Jordan up front who can create some pass rush and then now you got Malcolm Jenkins and Tyron Matthew who kind of like those hybrid players that you know can play the run can play the pass can play safety can play a linebacker can play the slot like The Saints do a great job of moving people around the field and Tyron Matthew, like there's not a defensive scheme that he doesn't fit into. Um, The Saints for me, were already a top five fantasy defense going into next year. You know, this probably puts them probably two, either two or three behind the Steelers. Um, The bills are always close to, they got a good defense and they added Von Miller, but I like, I like them going into the year and I, Defenses are kinda of underrated. I don't know if your leagues play with them or not, but uh you know, it's worth mentioning for sure. They are Definitely. currently on my on my hometown dynasty league, the league that no one's in. Um I normally hold I like to hold about four defenses. Um the Saints were the one defense I kept, and with Tyron Matthew going there, I absolutely love it. To smash.
0: Fair enough. I'm on the side of uh currently I don't have a defense or a kicker. We need to get rid of kicker in our league just to yeah, but yeah, um, I don't think I think that a lot of people agree with that, so yeah, yeah, uh, we, might have to, we might have to, we might have to, we might have to phase that out after this year. I don't know. All right, on to our last piece of notes news here. I think that this is really interesting. Mike Davis is released, none of the big running backs got taken by the Falcons. They did take Tyler Algreer Greer from BYU in the fifth round, but normally day three picks aren't going to make an instant impact. I think that it's Cordero season. I mean.
1: Quick trivia be... for you. Yeah. Um, yeah. Do you want to name the last BYU running back taken in the fifth round? Uh,
0: would it be, um, would it be our boy from the Packers? Why can't I remember his name? Williams?
1: Yes. I Yes.
0: Yeah. I,
1: I'm looking it up right now, but I believe he was the last BYU running back taken in the draft, and I think he was also a fifth-round pick.
0: Why can't I remember? Uh, with that What's being said,
1: you can... Jamal Williams.
0: Jamal, that's it. I was going to say Javante, but obviously that wasn't right. All right, yeah, I'll <laughs> keep going. Correct. Cordero, yeah. I, I don't know. Cordero could be a top 15 running back now, and it might be safe because in the last eight weeks of the season when we saw Cordero slowly taper off, for some reason, Mike Davis started to get more run. Now that he's gone and now that they've just kind of replaced him, but not really with any type of a pedigree pick, this shows that Cordero, in my opinion, this shows that Cordero is their guy. They've added a weapon in Drake London. Obviously they need more at the wide receiver position, but Cordero's is going to be a running back and he's going to be a wide receiver because obviously they're not going to be able to pick up high pedigree guys from free agency. So, Things are looking up for Cordero. I was a little nervous before the draft, but now I would say I'm excited to see where his ADP is in August.
1: Agreed. Um, quick note on Jamal Williams, who's actually a fourth-round running back. Uh, Sorry, Jamal. Um, but with that being said, we both had a running back, a top-three running back in our eyes, mocked to the Falcons, and uh, they did not take a running back. Listen, um, with the release of Mike Davis, they're – they're going to add someone else to this room. They're not going to go in here with Tyler Al Greer as their backup. No offense, Tyler, but yeah, true. I mean, like they're going to get a, another veteran guy. Just the fact that they didn't get a rookie, I mean, it's it tough. You know, I think if a rookie running back went to the Falcons, you know, we probably have them mocked pretty high because we would expect them to get some run and Cordell. I I believe on a one year, but um. His offense year. looks very interesting. He's on a two year. I, yeah. I mean, still like they, he can move ball over, and you can definitely play with him and another running back on the field. But um, I kind of,
0: I kind of want to disagree with you. With really? I, I think that they'll add somebody, but I don't think that it'll make any difference at all. I think it'll just be strictly for depth because the Falcons aren't looking to win this year. It's a total rebuild. Drake London and Kyle Pitts are there. Are there guys as, as well as Desmond Ritter? I I don't know. I see them next year bringing in a running back. I don't. I next year in the draft, I can see them drafting a running back for sure. Obviously, we could have saw them drafting a running back on Thursday, but I don't know. I think I mean, that Cordero that,
1: only had um seven games last year with over fifty percent of the snaps. So like, and that he doesn't like need a snaps. lot. No, he doesn't because this guy gets the ball. But, like, I, I still think they're going to look to bring in another veteran. I don't know if the run that he gets, like, is going to be sustainable. And I, I just think they're going to need another guy. Right. So game.
0: just another thing to think about, do we think that possibly, like, I'm excited about Cordero's ADP, whatever, whatever, whatever. But mm-hmm. how much does it matter since Matt Ryan's no longer the quarterback and it's Desmond Ritter? That's just going to have to be something. Just, to it's going to be. I
1: think it's going to be Marcus.
0: Oh, you think so? Okay. I,
1: I do. I think, I think this know, is going
0: to be a camp battle.
1: 100%. I, I think in the camp battle that Marcus is going to, he's going to win day one. I mean, either way, they kind of have, can we talk about like their similarities in play style?
0: Like, I mean, uh, you said it last Thursday, change much. Desmond Ritter is the most NFL ready quarterback.
1: Oh, and 100%. I just, that's why I think the Falcons took him because he's NFL ready. See you what know, you got right to, away. Yeah. Well, it's like they've got to see what they got before next year because if they're going to be bad and in, in a position to take a CJ Stroud but Bryce Young like like it's going to be hard for them. He might be on the move next year if they're in a position to take one of them. So he's the more that we're talking about this, bro, sure.
0: the more that we're talking about this, bro, I don't see how he's not the day one starter. They have They have money in Marcus Mariota, but they don't have draft capital in them. And if Desmond Ritter flops, they know that they are going to have a top five pick next year. And they can take C.J. Stroud. They can take Bryce Love. I don't know if this could be a Justin – oh, my bad. Wow, I'm just terrible at the names. I said it last
1: week. It's it's such a habit.
0: (laughs) I just think that this – I don't think that he has the talent of Justin Herbert. Obviously, it's just a comparison with, with draft capital. Obviously, Justin Herbert was taken in the first round. But I think that the same thing applies here, that the Falcons are going to want to see what they got. The Chargers didn't know what they had in Justin Herbert until the keys. And obviously, Justin Herbert's a top-five talent now, and I don't want to compare Desmond Ritter to him at all. I just think that the the landing spot and the way that the team perceives how the quarterback could change their team is a lot like the Chargers a couple years ago. That's fair. Yeah. Um,
1: I don't think they're nearly like, in turn, their offense could be good. They have some young playmakers, but they're a lot of unpolished. You know, Herbert went into a lot better situation where he had a pretty good defense. He had Austin Eckler, Mike Williams, Keenan Allen. Um, you know, if you're Desmond Ritter, you're going in here with Kyle Pitts and um, Drake London, and you're going in here with Cordell Patterson and like, lose, a bad like, line. The wide, like a bad line. Who's the wide receiver three going to be? Who's the like uh, a lot of questions to go in Atlanta and I mean, well, that's I think it will be a camp battle too. I, I yeah.
0: agree with that. Okay, all right. Well, it's good that we can agree on that. Let's let's get into our biggest. I would say our biggest players taken and where they landed in the draft. I'm just going to run right through it. This is. You said that this was the uh, the order until who John McHie, right? I believe so because I know
1: okay. Malik Willis. Well, I'm not sure where the order messes up, but these okay. are like the play the, kind of our the players and where they went. Quick, we're just gonna run through it. Um, Drake London to the Falcons, Garrett Wilson to the Jets, Olave to the Saints, Jameson Williams to the Lions, John Dodson, Commanders, Traylon Burks to the Titans, Kenny Pickett to the Steelers, Christian Watson who were both high on to the Packers. Um, Brees Hall to the Jets, Kenneth Walker to the Seahawks, Wandale Moore to the Giants, John the third to the Texans, George Pickens to the Steelers, James Cook to the Bills, Devin Ritter, as mentioned earlier, to the Falcons, Malik Willis, who we both thought would go a little higher, um, and to a different team, went, ended up landing on the Titans, and Isaiah Spiller ended up landing on the Chargers, um, that's what we can we would, just would, can we just talk about
0: how there's a Wandale Moore and a Rondale more in the league now? Yeah, how about that? That is gonna screw me up so bad this year. <laughs> that is all. Okay, let's I'm actually really <laughs> excited for us to talk about this. We both have two of each, the best and worst landing spots fantasy wise for these guys. I'll let you start it off with your first best.
1: Um, so I'm gonna go, I mean, I see we're, we're, we're in agreement. We're in agreement one. on
0: this one. We're in agreement on this uh,
1: one. Christian Watson might have, I think, had the best lane spot in the draft. Um, yeah. I think every fantasy football player was hoping it would be Drake London, Traylon Burks, you know, a top, a, a first-round wide receiver to the Packers.
0: Yes. Christian Watson's
1: good. pretty talented. And, I mean, he was the first wide receiver off the board in the second round. The Packers gave up two later um, seconds to move up to 34 to take him. Um, th- this is kind of a Packers esque pick, like the second round receiver, smaller school. He went to NDSU, Devonta Adams, Fresno State, Brent McCobb, Kentucky. I don't even let's look up where Jordy Nelson went to college. I can guarantee you it wasn't. Oh, I can't a remember. It was Western school. Michigan. I'm pretty sure. Um, um as Kansas as you look State, at Kansas State, State, Kansas State, that's what it was. But like, like, and. The- <laughs> He doesn't have like he might not be great right right away. He's kind of he's a little raw, but he's got like he, this guy's athletic, um, very, a lot of potential here.
0: I think. Christian Watson is in the best spot when you have Aaron Rodgers throwing you the ball. I'm sorry to Desmond Ritter. I'm sorry to James Winston. I'm sorry to Jared
1: Goff and Carson Wentz. But uh-huh. none of these. Well, he had he had uh, Trey Lance throwing him the ball last year. Who did? Uh
0: Watson. Oh, you're right. I completely forgot the that UFC. their season's whack. Yeah. That's right. Well, that's that's interesting. That's a good little nugget. I'm surprised that the Niners didn't take a stab at him then with all the Debo rumors. Uh, well they
1: still have Debo so.
0: Yeah, back to Christian Watson. This this is a smash spot. I I really would like to put him higher than well, here's a little tease. We're gonna be doing post draft rankings, top ten. I would really like to put him higher than where I have him. But just with with the outlook at all these guys, I think that he's in a really good spot to succeed. I think that he's probably the biggest value in Dynasty drafts if his ADP holds. Um, but, yeah, I want to get into my best, unless you have something else to say about Christian Watson.
1: I mean, no. I think what we've said kind of sums it up. Awesome.
0: Uh, this is... A smash spot for me. This is the second best place that you could have gone with where these guys went. The New Orleans Saints jumped up and took Chris Olave. Uh, Chris Olave is so smooth at the wide receiver position. And Jameis Winston does not shy away from throwing the ball. This is, this is, in my opinion, the best spot. Michael Thomas is going to be taking away all the coverage. This could be a 1,000-yard season right away for Chris Olave,
1: in my opinion.
0: You got any do, thoughts on him?
1: Yeah, I do. I um uh, I said last episode, I think he's like the most polished receiver in the draft. Um, and that fits really well for the Saints early on, and that fits well for him in redraft and does dynasty because yeah, you know, the Saints are gonna be good or trying to contend right away comparing to like some of these guys going to the Jets and the Lions, you know, where you know he goes into a better situation, he's expected to produce earlier. And he's he's built to produce earlier, and I don't know if I'm on the boat with him going for a thousand yard season, but I think he's gonna be he's gonna be good. Like, it's a good spot for him, for sure, for sure. I want you. He to get kind, into he kind your, of does uh... fit the does fit the Brandon Cooks mold. um he cooks he? I don't know.
0: I, I'm excited about Chris Olave. If our boy, if our boy Marty's
1: listening, uh,
0: I think I think he's probably smiling. <laughs>
1: Um, So my next best fit was actually John Mechie to the Texans. I'm, I'm not sure why I like this fit so much. I just think there's a lot of potential. They're going to be throwing the ball a lot. I mean, and Davis you know, Mills is the best quarterback in the NFL. And Davis Mills is – he's a <laughs> hell of a player. He's a hell of an athlete. Good player. Um, I mean, with that being said, though, like, Garrett Wilson the Jets, I don't really like that. I don't like the Lions. I don't like the Commanders. I don't like the Titans. And then we go down. I'm not a huge fan. Like I don't know if Wando Moore is going to play Texans, good. John Mechie's talented. He could go in. There's there. a lot be the of the opportunity here. Could be the wide receiver three. They're gonna be throwing the ball a lot. Brandon Cooks is a little injury prone. Like, he, like this guy could step in and show why he was a five star. Like, uh, there's a lot of potential here. Obviously, he's pretty boomer bust because you look at like like Nico Collins last year. He was a second round wide receiver and he didn't really amount to too much because he just couldn't get the playing time, but. I'm saying if John matches is able to get the playing time, the Texans are going to have their self steal here.
0: Yeah, I I agree with you. I did not know that he was a five-star. That just kind of adds to it, actually. I'm just assuming, actually. I'm going to look it up. He did go to Alabama and was oh, started the last couple of years. So. Just because you said that, he's going to be a three-star. All <clears> right,
1: I'll,
0: I'll move on to my worst. Actually, Jake and I have this consensus so I can speak for both of us here. How many people we're excited about Breeze Hall, and how many people got sad when they saw that he's going to the same spot as Michael Carter? Like, uh, actually, what is going... I actually
1: love the fit. I love him on the... I'm kidding. It's awful.
0: I was about to say, awful. you literally have him as worst. John Metch was Breeze- a four-star. Take that. <laughs> <back>. <laughs> Breeze Hall to the Jets. Come on. Like, ah! Not that there were any super-duper great spots like last year, but not to a place where the team that drafted you took a second rounder as a took a second round running back last year as well. This either tells me that this is going to be a running back by committee because Michael Carter is very good receiving the ball and Brees Hall is a thumper, or it's just going to be chaos. It's going to be one series is Brees Hall, one series is Michael Carter, and there's going to be no value here. Because you, know well, you know how I feel about Zach Wilson. I know you, know. you like Mike White. Um, he would
1: be better should... fantasy-wise. Fantasy. <laughs> um, I'll tell you why it's going to be a running back by committee. Um, Robert Sala. Um, Big Bob. He's their coach. And the 49ers have just always ran a running back by committee. <laughs> they normally should. We should
0: have like, we saw it coming.
1: We almost should have. But they had like if Ty Johnson was a decent running back for running back by committee. Um, but I think like I think all along he wanted a one-two punch and he wants to be able to establish the ground game. But like it's not good for fantasy, so it sucks for Bruce all. <laughs> like, I would like it, to say really as really a team, team I would like to say as a team,
0: the Jets did get a lot better over the weekend. They have a new bolstered offense. I mean, Brees Hall, Garrett Wilson. On the defensive side, just off the top of my head, they took Ahmad Gardner, who I think is the biggest value in the draft, not being taken at three and falling to four. So that's just my take on the NFL draft. But fantasy-wise, this is brutal for Brees. Uh, this
1: sucks. It sucks <laughs> for if you had a high pick in Dynasty and –
0: Oh, I'll tell you who to take first. Don't worry about it.
1: I'm just saying, like, yeah, if I, I all went it. to like a if he went to the Falcons or I mean, there's no really like good home no for the running backs, yeah, but it would be a lot better not on the same team as a the guy they drafted in the second round last year. Like that's that's just all it is. Yeah, it's not even it's not even like Javante where you know. Oh, he'll be gone in a year, possibly, but no, this guy's gonna be here for the next three years and like the only way Brees Hall's ever gonna be the clear cut one is if Michael Carter's hurt and or if we don't hope injured.
0: or if Robert Sala – my bad, I keep saying Sala Or if Robert Sala just does exactly what Kyle Shanahan did to Trey Sermon and say, Yeah, you're just you're just not good at football and we're just gonna go with Brees Hall. So that's also a possibility.
1: That is. Something to think about. Why don't you talk about this next one? Because this is, this is going to be a conversation.
0: Kenneth Walker to the Seahawks. You and me have two very different very, outlooks on this guy. Different. Jake, I want you to talk about first why you like Kenneth Walker to the Seahawks. So,
1: fantasy football is a game of opportunity. You
0: Drew Locke. Uh, dra- can't you, go on. My bad.
1: You want to draft the guys that are going to get the ball. Um, Kenneth Walker went to the Seahawks so the Seahawks have two pretty good running backs, Chris Carson who's often injured, and Rashad Penny who again is often injured, and those guys will have one thing in common um, they're both in the last year of their contract and I like Kenneth Walker, I think he's pretty much the Javante Williams I know the argument you're going to make is Seahawks aren't a good offense but you like, can't
0: take you can't take all my bullets before I unload them, I'm just okay. like the
1: Broncos weren't a great the Broncos had Drew Locke last year, you know. Melvin they had Gordon a great and, line.
0: Yeah. A great they, line. They sure and, did. and good wide receiver weapons. Not saying that DK and Tyler Lockett are bad wide receiver weapons, but uh. like
1: it's I think it's just too striking of a sim, uh similarities. And then you look at like the situation Javante Williams was in where it's like, yo, if Melvin Gordon doesn't resign, this guy's gonna be a first round pick in redraft. And it's like, why can't that be Kevin Walker? Like, it's not a bad landing spot at all. I mean, there's value there. I'm not saying take him at the 101 in Dynasty. Don't do that. That would be silly. But I don't think it's – I think it's a better landing spot than a lot of the other other running backs that were taken. So
0: I look at running backs in Dynasty as having a four-year shelf life. And when you can easily take away the first year – because it's a loaded backfield, and the, there's a terrible offensive line. And I know that you don't think Drew Locke is a big deal, but when you have a bad quarterback, your team just is not as good, especially with a bad line. When you take away their first year, and then there's a lot of question marks about next year with, is this going to be a full rebuild? That's already half of the guy's dynasty value gone. I just I have no confidence in taking Kenneth Walker with any top pick. It's really sad because he's probably my favorite running back out of the draft. I like Brees Hall a lot, but Kenneth Walker is just a thumber. I don't know. I enjoy watching him run the ball more than anybody else in college last year. It's just, it sucks because I was hoping that he'd go to a spot where the line was a little bit better. Maybe like the Bills, like James Cook. Like I know that I was not really in agreement with you on the Bills last week
1: being a good running back
0: spot, but...
1: It's a good doesn't offense. not look as doesn't look as bad as the uh, Jets, that's for sure.
0: <laughs> no, it uh, we can <laughs> it's, agree on that. It is a good
1: offense, yes.
0: Uh, I I think that that's pretty much all I have to say about Kenneth Walker.
1: I, the obviously, Seahawks line really is like it's not terrible though.
0: Like Gabe Jackson, Russell solid. Wilson
1: was Russell Wilson was running for his life last they year. They drafted Charles Cross. He was a he was a top top left tackle, and like okay. I mean, obviously there's still holes. I'm not going to say it's a top. No. Line I, I mean, I'm happy I that mean,
0: they're making I'm happy that they're making strides to get better. It's just really really tough for me to like the Seahawks as a spot without a good quarterback like Russell Wilson. There's going to be a lot of offensive changes this year. It just I don't know. It's I think it's going to be a rough year for the Seahawks. That's all I have to say.
1: I'm look, I, if they still have Dewan Brown like they could be solid.
0: Yeah, I could be wrong. Nope. It's May, but he's currently a free
1: agent. I mean, yeah, they're not going to be top. They're not going to be great, but I just don't think it's one of the worst fits. That's, I guess, the way I'm going to put it. I think there's potential. If
0: Kenneth Walker is a true talent, his line won't matter as much as if he just really needs a good line. Obviously, but after this year, I don't think we're going to be looking him. Um, looking at him at all in the same light as Javante Williams. So I want to use the RB one though. He he probably will be. He probably will be. I want to hear
1: what your uh what your last worst landing spot is. Um this one is just absolute head scratcher. I know I had I kinda had talked about it as a sleeper on the last episode of Brian Robinson. He ended up going to the commanders. You have JD McKissick, you have Antonio Gibson. Like why are you taking a fourth round running back that could have been a sleeper. Yeah, I don't understand. You know, he, this guy is two injuries away from seeing the light of day in terms of playing time. Um, It really sucks. It, it just sucks for him. Like, that's like. Not only. Even if I. What are you guys, say? Okay. Not I was only. Say, if I was drafted. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> if I was drafted by the commanders. And I'm like, like, like bro, like, I might be a back up like the rest of my life and I didn't I don't think he's I think he's more talented than that, but it just sucks for him.
0: Go ahead now. Sorry. Not <laughs> only does this suck for Brian
1: Robinson, but
0: as a Antonio Gibson dynasty owner, I am yep. just You know that you know that uh spun that Mr. Krabs meme where it's all blurry and he's looking around? Yeah. That's that's how I feel, right? Now. What is happening? Is Antonio Gibson is Antonio Gibson like that injury prone that the commanders
1: just will never give him a workload. And the thing is like Brian Robinson, it'd be one thing if Brian Robinson was a straight PPR back. It's like, okay, you're got McKissick, but you know, he's going to probably replace him at some point. Nah, Brian Robinson is pretty much as like straight running down hills. They get, and that was kind of how McKissick made his money last year. And my McKissick, I still think he's great out of the backfield as a receiver as well. But, like, Jaden McKissick's really good at that. Brian Robinson's really good at running downhill. Antonio Gibson's good at both of them. Why do you need all three of these guys? So.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's unfortunate. Yeah, definitely is. I'm, as an active dynasty owner of Antonio Gibson, I, I am really going to be nervous watching those first couple weeks of NFL football. Hopefully it's just a depth piece because Brian Robinson wasn't taken early at all. But we're just going to have to see at this point. I'm gonna be interested to see where Antonio Gibson goes and redraft. Just, I don't think he's a first rounder. Yeah, kind of
1: will see the see the heat check on him. It will
0: be for kind sure. of interesting. I agree, for sure. All right, let's get into our main topic of today: post draft rankings. We're gonna each do top ten. we did not record our uh, consensus once again, so I'm gonna do that really quick. Oh, Jake, yeah. you uh, you go fun. ahead and you go ahead and introduce this really quickly.
1: Yeah, so uh what it is basically is we all have if basically if me and Nolan owned every pick 1 through 10 in the dynasty draft and we our draft was actually today this is kind of the order that we'd be drafting them in based also off, of, off of what we know. Um I'll go over our first our number one consensus guy and that would be Drake London. He was the first skill position player taken off the board in the draft, landed at a pretty damn good spot. Considering he went to Atlanta, going to have plenty of opportunity to be the wide receiver one. Um, in terms of being like the best receiver on his team, he has Kyle Pitts, so and that's that's going to help him early on because if I'm a defensive coordinator, I'm game planning around Kyle Pitts, not quite Drake London. That's going to get this guy one-on-one matchups, and if you watch this guy's highlights, he eats eats in one-on-one matchups, especially in the red zone. This guy gets one-on-one in the red zone. He's going to score a lot of touchdowns. We made a post on it earlier this week. I think he, I think he's going to be the best rookie receiver this year. And going forward, I mean, I'm the Falcons quarterback situation is kind of a big question mark. But, um, I mean, Desmond Ritter could be it long-term. It might be Marcus a lot of this year. They might both be off the team next year, and they might go, I will swear, um, in the draft. But, uh with that being said, I think Drake London is the top. I think he should be the one-on-one in Dynasty um, as, of, as of May 2nd.
0: <laughs> you and me both agree that he is the best wide receiver out of the draft right now. Um, I think that he has the most room to become an absolute superstar. And Atlanta is not a bad landing spot for him. He's going to be the man. Kyle Pitts is a tight end even though they use him everywhere. He's practically a wide receiver, but it's going to be Kyle Pitts. It's going to be Drake London. You could easily see this guy turn into a superstar right in front of our eyes over the next couple of years. I think that he is, I don't think that he's the number one guy. I actually have him at number two. Jake had him at number one, which consensus us out at number one. Uh, number two in our consensus you good with me moving on from Drake London? You have anything else to say? No, I, I I'm good with Drake. Awesome. Awesome. Um, this is the guy that I'm most excited about. I talked about him before. My number one guy is Chris Olave. Going to the Saints. This is this is about as good as it gets, in my opinion, this year. Michael Thomas is gonna have all the coverage. Chris Olave is a great route runner. Jameis Winston do not underestimate what Jameis Winston does for fantasy players he made Chris Godwin and Mike Evans top three wide receivers in the exact same year just three years ago that is so insane now you have a guy with first round pedigree and a wide receiver that broke the reception barrier three or four years ago in Michael Thomas I think that Chris Olave could easily be a top 20 wide receiver this year. I'm I'm excited about Chris Olave. I know you, Jake has him at number four, so he's not as hot and bothered about him as I am, but I don't know. I'm I'm excited.
1: Yeah. um, I guess with that being said, I'll go, I mean, I think he, I think he's, it's a good fit. I mean, we talked about it a little bit earlier. I just like personally, my number two, I like the long-term outlook of Jamison Williams. Um he's our he's our consensus are, three. He's our consensus three. And that and that's who I'm gonna go over right now. I think long term he's going he's not gonna have Jared Goff forever. And I think this offense is gonna have weapons. It has Swift, all right. Amon Rossi and Brown looked very versatile last year. And if you can get Jameson Williams to be the wide receiver one, this guy, if you watch he was just so good at Alabama, there's just no way, dynasty wise, that I'm taking like, the only guy I'm taking over him was Drake London. If I was picking two, I would be taking Jameson Williams. The ACL really doesn't worry me. This guy's a warrior. He wanted to come back and play. Obviously, you can play through an ACL. But, um, I mean, yeah, like, it doesn't look great right now. I think the Lions are heading in the right direction. I think they're going to be awful next year. And Jameson being out early in the year will help tank their record. And I think their long-term plan is to get Stroud or his college quarterback, um, Bryce Young, next year. And I think if they land Bryce Young next year, um, Jameson's going to be looking absolutely sexy in Detroit. And that's why I have him at two, and we have him consensus at three.
0: I can't disagree with you there. I had Jameson Williams at five, so I'm not as high just because it's the Lions and Amon Ross there. But... Obviously, if Bryce Young goes there, I'm going to be changing my tune a little bit. Uh, I'm going to go to number four. This is where the tear break is for me. Um, Before or after? After.
1: Okay.
0: No, no, before. My bad. Before? Okay. Yep. So, for consensus, we have Drake London, Chris Olavis, Jameson Williams. I think there's a clear tear break here. Number four, we're going to go with Garrett Wilson. He goes to the Jets. We just talked about the Jets. They're, they're new. They're young. Um, the Jets have done a good job trying to revamp this offense. I think Garrett Wilson is a very good player. You, I mean, when I saw him walk out onto the stage in the draft and he he did the little OH, you can just tell that he's he's pumped up to be in the draft. He's pumped up to be a Jet. I think he's going to have a fine year, but I don't know if I can ever see him becoming a top 10 wide receiver option i just see him as a good good wide receiver i can see him in the top 20s during years but i i just can't ever see him being that breakout guy that we're consistently talking about every single week that makes sense
1: yeah it does and it, it was a little weird kind of fit i thought with him going to the jets because before they were looking at you know debo and aj brown and i was like oh, they're looking for a Debo type of player in a 49ers type of scheme. Um, you know, a guy you can get these jet, uh, jet sweeps to, you know, hand the ball off to. Gary Wilson's not really that guy. He's kind of a lengthy, you know, true receiver. He's, he's good after the catch, but, you know, he's not like Debo Rager Brown after the catch. So I think the fit was a little weird, but this guy's talented. Um, some mocks had him as the wide receiver one. Kind of changed um, as we got closer to the draft, where they moved more towards Drake London or James Williams. But this guy's talented; um, he can definitely make plays. And the good thing is, he has a huge wingspan, and he's great going up and getting the ball. So if Zach Wilson does make a bad throw, he can go and get it. Um, but again, this is more dynasty-wise. You know, this is a potential pick. It's probably not going to be great year one, um, but the you know the band still. The band's still playing for him because, you know, after year one, there's a lot more that's going to be left for this guy. Definitely, uh, number five. You're gonna and... have to talk about this guy because we we disagree a little here.
0: Yeah, you're right. Actually, I didn't I didn't realize how much. Yeah, we he's my he's
1: my dynasty 108, and he's your dynasty 103. Three. Three. Yeah. Three. Um, so that consensus him at five. So I'll let you take the floor here.
0: It's Uh, You know what? I made this. I made these rankings and I kind of put them away and I waited for the show. I don't necessarily agree with all my rankings anymore. Uh, That's why you're going to have to buy the TFP draft guide to see where we have all these guys for your rookie drafts. Um, Yeah, we're coming out with that on June 1st, by the way. Just to to put that in the back of your guys' mind, we haven't figured out pricing yet. We're going to put out an Instagram post Obviously, if you buy it by June 1st or during the month of June, it's going to be less price than if you wait until
1: August. Um, back to Breeze Hall. It will change. It will be updated. You know, we're not going to give you one June 1st and expect oh, it no, to be def- similar is. until August. Now it will be updated either weekly or biweekly. So I just want to put that away. We're not selling you a product. It's going to be two weeks old by the time – or two months old by the time you want to eat it, I guess. Um, with that Thanks. mean sending so you completely
0: can continue forgot. on Brees? I completely forgot to say that. So thank you. <laughs> You're good. Um, I I don't think that we disagree about Brees very much. I just think that looking at this right now, there's really this is not as much of a loaded dynasty draft as we had last year. No, not at all. Brees is Bruce is a very very good running back, and I think the Jets are looking up. That's why I put him at three. However, if I had to redo this, I think there's there's two guys definitely here that I would be putting ahead of them that I haven't. So I guess you can kind of slot him in at five for me. Um, oh, so yeah. that would knock him down for us a little bit. We we talked about Brees at length. He's there, He's more than likely in a running back by committee. He's just so talented that he's going to be reached for in
1: dynasty drafts. So and he plays running back. He's the best running back talent and no running backs really have a good fit and you know competitive teams are often a running back away as you like to put it in dynasty and I mean if you somehow trade up for a higher pick and it's like oh you know Garrett Wilson, Jameson Williams, Chris Olave they, they might oh Chris Olave we like. James Williams, Garrett uh, Wilson, you know Traylon Burks these guys may not produce year one you know I need Brees Hall because he's probably going to get more carries or whatever, I can get that reasoning. We're just saying long term that might not be the play.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I am definitely going to be changing on my rankings. I'm just looking at our consensus and there's one guy that I cannot wait to talk about. I want you to talk about Traylon Burks, number six. Um, we talked about him a little earlier. Yeah we did. Um
1: we don't really love the fit. We like the potential of the of the talent. Um he's a little raw right now, but again, his dynasty and you're drafting in the later half of the first round, you're drafting for potential. If I mean, this guy falls to in the in the six to eight range, you know, and if you're cause if you, you're picking six to eight, you know, you got a, a pretty solid team, you're probably not gonna need him to come in and play right away. Um so you can wait on him and this guy could return dividends, you know, year two, year three. Um he's probably not gonna be absolutely great year one, but again, you're drafting potential here. Um, his potential is AJ Brown. We'll believe it at that. He's got the frame. He's definitely got the athletic ability. He's he's not as much of like an absolute bulldozer in terms of running through the secondary, but he's probably faster than AJ Brown. So um, that's about all we we've touched on him earlier. Um, if there's anything you want to add on him, you can. But we like him around the six to eight range.
0: No, I mean, yeah, you you hit it on the head. He's he's definitely a good. I I really do like Traylon Burks. I think that he's got the opportunity to become a wide receiver one in an offense right away. He's very raw, though, so proceed yes. with caution. He's just very raw,
1: and the opportunity is not going to be great his first year, so that's why we're, we're fading him a little in terms of um, some of the other people have him rated much higher
0: because they see a lot of potential. Well, I'm, I'm one of those guys. I have him at four currently. I think that after I change out my rankings, I probably – Keep him I'm at four or put him at or four put him three. at five. I I'm not putting him at three. This is the guy that I'm putting at three. Now that we've just completely talked about this, Christian Watson. This is he's gonna be an instant impact, in my opinion. And in two years, he's still gonna be an instant impact. I I don't I am looking at your rankings. You have him at seven. We have him consensus seven right now. Uh this is in my opinion, it's going to be Chris Olave and it's going to be Christian Watson, the wide receivers that we're going to be talking about after one. one. Uh, Drake London is far and away a better talent than Christian Watson, so that's why I'd be taking him ahead of Christian in the draft. But I don't know if you have a better opportunity than Christian Watson has right now.
1: The only thing I would worry about with him is, I know I, I earlier I compared him to the Devontae, to the Jordy, um, they didn't start extremely well. Um, I know Devontae had a huge catch-up drops very early in his career. Um, similarly, just,
0: similarly to Amari Rodgers last year. Uh, this That's a different comparison. I'm and just saying he had a bad year last year, drafted him in the second round.
1: I don't think Amari Rodgers is... Christian Watson is already above the Amari Rodgers in the depth chart. I
0: agree with you. I agree Clear.
1: with you. I, yeah. Um, but, like... Devontae had a case to the drops, you know, Jordy was kind of stuck behind the James Jones, the JerMichael Finley, the Greg Jennings type era, but you could always tell that he was talented. I mean, Devontae was able to get open. He just couldn't really catch the ball. Um, I want to say Christian Watson is a little more polished. He was taken ahead of compared to where Jordy and Devontae um, were taken in the draft. And like, like, I mean, there's not much to say when you got Aaron Rodgers throwing you the ball and you could potentially be the wide receiver, that the top dog in the offense. Like, yeah, doesn't really get much better than that. So, no, it does not. Yeah, I, we're very bullish on this guy.
0: I'm excited about him for sure. I don't think that there's much more that we have to say about Christian Watson. We're going to see a lot more of him in camp. So, I don't think my tune is going to be going very negative until we see anything that makes it negative. So, on to number eight. This is a guy that we feel – I think that this is a guy that we feel most differently about in Kenneth Kenneth Walker. I have him at eight. You have him at five. Uh, Going through it, I don't think that I'd be changing where I have Kenneth Walker. I think that there's a clear tier break from seven to eight. The top seven guys will say the top seven guys, but it's just a
1: change in the order of those guys. And I think the tier breaks at eight. I think Kenneth Walker makes a second tier um we've hit on him a lot earlier though if if we want to go to our nine and then we each have a 10 i guess um yeah if that's all right with you yeah that's fine all right so our nine is um james cook we kind of wish that you know maybe Brees hall or kenneth walker would have ended up on the bills because the bills is it's a better situation than the uh um the jets that's for sure jets for sure um it's it's kind of a potential stab here though um, they, they have Singletary and Zach Moss, obviously. But, I mean, if James Cook could break into this backfield and kind of be the – like, it's a potential stab. We like the talent, but there's a couple guys ahead of him, but it's just such a good offense. I know we mentioned it earlier where it's like we want players in good fantasy offenses, and the Bills is this. And, I mean, if you're drafting here, you're drafting for potential, and – I mean, Singletary has been hurt. Moss has been hurt. And Moss was a healthy scratch the first game last year. Um, so that backfield is a total question mark. And if you're taking him here at nine, you're hoping he pays you dividends and you're hoping he gets the job. But, I mean, you're also drafting with risk because you're drafting here at nine.
0: Yeah. I don't think that I have anything to add on James Cook. I think that Buffalo's a really good spot. Um I I like James Cook. We're just gonna have to see what happens with Devin Singletary with Zach Moss. It's kind of a mixed backfield right now. It's we're just it's it's a wait and see pick for sure. But I think
1: it's the right pick at nine. Yeah, as we get closer to camp, we'll obviously have um, more probably better thoughts on the whole situation. Um, just before we leave to go to our next pick, I am looking and this is Devin Singletary's um last year of his contract i know zach moss has two years left in his contract but it's it's another situation versus monitoring because um the bills aren't going to want to pay a running back they are they want to allocate money elsewhere you win with cheap running backs you don't win paying um running backs a lot of money and i don't know what singletary will command but i could see a team being dumb and paying him a lot more than the bills are willing to pay and that's worth monitoring here with james cook
0: for sure uh you hit the nail on the head. You want to talk about your guy first? You want me to talk about mine?
1: Um. So, I mean, here we have – this was a disagreement in the last one. Their quarterback one was Kenny Pickett. Mine was Malik Willis. That's our consensus. Ten, we think, the 10th best prospect in the Dynasty draft is our favorite quarterback um, to each our own. I like Malik Willis here. I think there's a lot more potential in terms of potential. Um I'm not going to, like, say too much about Kenny Pickett. I'll let you talk about him, and then I'll give my analysis on him. It's just that the potential here with Malik Willis is, is – it's truly Lamar Jackson. Fair. Um, Definitely. I, I absolutely do not like the Titans landing spot. They go under way too much. I don't think Malik Willis went under at all that liberty this last year. So that'll be a change. And then, <laughs> um, yeah, that's – I mean, this can take away a lot. I, but I could see a way this year – where they use him a little bit like the Raiders used Marcus Mariota where, Oh, we're going gun. Okay. Read option. Malik Willis, Derrick Henry. Like it's a lot better than Tannehill running the ball. Tannehill's underrated running the ball, but Malik Willis is a lot better than Tannehill running the ball. Um, He's not going to be worth playing this year unless he gets the start, but there's just too much potential. It's kind of like the Trey Lance pick last year where it's like, you know, this guy could be great and, if you're drafting in ten here, especially in this class where there's not three home run picks like there was last year, yeah, you know, if you need a quarterback, it's truly a pick between Kenny Pickett and Malik Willis, I would say, so I'll let you talk about kenny
0: uh yeah i I can't disagree with anything you said about Malik Willis his his things uh... are an
1: absolutely questionable fit I just I, I don't get it at all. I truly <laughs> don't. I am baffled by it, yeah, it's.
0: I think that what the Titans saw was they were one of the teams that obviously saw Malik Willis going higher than he did. Ryan Tannehill's got to be getting close to the end of his deal. I haven't looked at it, but with this pick, they're like, well, this is supposedly the highest touted player with how great he could be. I think Kenny Pickett is going to be the best quarterback in this draft. He goes to his hometown And I was talking to Jake before the draft. Like, this was one of the only picks in the first round that I, like, got up and, like, clapped. I was, like, I was excited for Kenny Pickett. Like, just imagine being the hometown kid. You love this team your entire life. They draft Mike Tomlin is a great coach. And I feel like they made the correct pick because Kenny Pickett's going to give the Steelers 200% of what he's got. Kenny Pickett... Is not a runner. Oh, well, he is, but he's not. When we look, we when we look at him in ten years, he's not going to be this this rushing quarterback. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, uh, yeah,
1: percent.
0: He's got some throwing concerns, but everybody in this draft have throwing concerns. I I just see this is a plus from Ben Roethlisberger. If you are worried about Najee, if you're worried about Deontay, if you're worried about Fryer, this is a this is a this is a plus. And Kenny Pickett will, in my opinion, be the Pittsburgh Steelers quarterback for the next ten years. Can he's I ask just, you one question? He's so the guy. What
1: about Mitchell Trubisky then? I know we both kind of liked the signing, similar, pretty similar play styles. But I mean, do you think it's a camp battle? Do you think Pickett wins it outright? What are your thoughts?
0: I definitely think that Mariota will be the starter this year, but I think it's a good it's, thing for. I think it's a good thing for Kenny Pickett. Trubisky, you mean? Yeah, my bad. Okay, I don't okay, know. Just I said sure. I'm, not- I'm all mixed up today. That's my third. That's my third wrong
1: name. But I think it's gonna yeah. be a battle. Though I don't think Kenny Pickett's gonna start right away. But if Trubisky struggles early, I think Pickett will. He, I think they have. He'll have a short leash, um, Trubisky. That is, will in terms of you know we got a first round quarterback that we really like coming out, and I mean. I hope he plays well. I'm a Najee Harris owner, so the like I hope the offense runs good, but yeah, I I, was like, I would have liked Malik Willis there a little a lot better than the Titans.
0: Yeah, my, fair I, enough. I think the Steelers stands.
1: Steelers are a good landing spot for quarterbacks. Um They're just there's a good offense. Like it's a yeah. good system. Tomlin just knows what he's doing. Big Ben obviously loved playing under him and you, they do a good job protecting the quarterback. They do a good job running the ball, and that always leaves plenty for the quarterbacks to to do. So it's yeah. definitely a good landing spot.
0: Like what Jake and I were talking about a couple – it might have been two or three weeks ago already on the pod. We definitely didn't talk about this last week. You and me kind of have differing thoughts on a dynasty quarterback. So this kind of shows that we are, like, different. I am always looking – like, I drafted Joe Burrow. You're kind of – I like to draft the guy that could be the number one quarterback this year. I drafted Joe Burrow, not only because I see a lot of potential in him, but I, I'm going to be able to start him on my dynasty team for 15 years. I think that Kenny Pickett, if he hits his stride and if he becomes the quarterback that the Steelers believe that he can be, he's going to be there for 10 to 15 years. I think that Malik Willis, at best, is a seven, eight-year quarterback, just with how he runs the ball. So That's fair. That's my two cents on it. I mean, uh, I'll add I'll add my two cents. Um, kind of a counterpoint from that. It's like actually, I would like to say I do think that when Malik burns, he will burn brighter than Kenny Pickett burns in a certain season. I think that he definitely has a higher floor. I'm not shying away from that, or a mm-hmm. higher ceiling. My bad, but I just think that Kenny Pickett, through the years, will be a better dynasty quarterback for your team.
1: And. In- I guess my counterpoint to that is like there's always like there's always going to be quarterbacks. If you're playing in a 10 team league, there's 32 quarterbacks in the NFL that are going to be starting. Um, maybe you don't get Malik Willis this year. There's going to be two good there's going to be more than two good. There's probably going to be three or four quarterbacks next year that are going to be good. And then the year after, like there's always going to be quarterbacks and if you're a team like a, a fantasy team you can't be drafting quarterbacks every year. So like you're gonna get one of these guys kind of falls in your lap eventually. Um, in terms of everybody's just gonna have either a young quarterback and it might be it might be this year. It might be, oh, Malik Willis. A lot of teams have quarterbacks that they're already starting and they're contending. I'm not contending as much. And it's the middle of the second round and you know, Malik Willis is on the board and you know what? Why not take a stab at him? It's like there's is You play a long game in dynasty, and if you get a guy that can start for seven or eight years, like you're gonna be able to draft a solid quarterback within those back half of those three or four years of his um, playing expected playing time, I guess. So I just like playing the long game. Um, I don't like rostering too many quarterbacks because I feel like if you get a good one, you should just play him every week. Definitely. Well,
0: I I think that we've I think that we've gone through everything. How does uh? How does it feel next year on the, the rookies next year? Have you looked at any of that at all? Because going into last year, everybody was hyped for the 2021
1: draft. Yeah, they are hyped for uh, – what's his name? Spencer. Spencer. Is it Spencer? I don't know what you're talking about.
0: <laughs> uh, it was cool no, I'm just saying, too. like, last year everybody was pumped. This year, it was kind of a, eh, nobody's really that insanely good, except for Drake London, Traylon Burks. Spencer Tareen Rattler. That's who they were oh, Spencer so. Rattler.
1: Oh, my gosh. He, at, at the day after the draft, you know, ESPN does their oh, way too early 2023 mock.
0: I'm looking at um, it right now. Spencer, Spencer Rattler the number one guy. I'm looking at it right now. Um, Next year's way too early 2023 mock. Spencer Rattler is the 13th overall player that you should be targeting in your dynasty leagues the There's top three next year yeah, top three guy, guys Smith bryce, young Smith is is nice. bryce young is number one bryce young is number one Bijan robinson running back out of texas is number two kashaun bout wide receiver out of lsu did i say that right
1: um i think we're looking at different mocks and i'm not exactly sure i'm not too high on the recruiting ranks or you know it's way too early, twenty twenty three. mock for a reason. It is way too early. <laughs> yeah. No
0: kidding. All right, guys. Well, that's our show today. It wasn't as high-flying as it was last week. We were throwing around so many hypotheticals last week. This week, we kind of just really tried to analyze these players and where they go as much as you can a couple of days after the draft. There's obviously a lot that's going to shake down yet. But we just want to thank you for – listening to this whole episode with us again. Uh, just a quick reminder. We talked about the TFP draft guide. June 1st, mark your calendars. We will be coming out with an Instagram post with with more information on that. It will be a weekly or bi-weekly uh, refresher. So once you buy it, you're going to have the whole thing all year. We're going to have your TFP championship. And it's going to be a great year. So we thank you for listening. We love you. We hope that you have a great week. And this has been a fun show today. I hope you guys have a great rest of your night. I'll talk to you guys later. Yes, sir. Peace.